Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today is our second check-in of 2022. Woo! It feels so <laughs> late in the year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I just had to ask you right before we started, is this our first or our second? Because I don't remember our first because it felt like it was a million years ago. Yeah. I feel like the first year we did a lot more check-ins just because... We broke things up into smaller little things, but we've done so many like long series in the last couple of years that especially this year, it feels like very (laughs) light on the check-ins. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully I remember what we need to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We might be a little bit rusty after, uh, gosh, a very long, like four-ish months of hiatus from a check-in. True, true. But... We've been working on A Sense of Sensibility and Twin mm-hmm. Peaks Season 2, which was mm-hmm. very exciting. Surprisingly good companion pieces. <laughs> yes, I had a feeling they might be because it's so melodramatic, the second season, at least this portion mm-hmm. of it that we've been doing. Oh, yeah. And Sense of Sensibility, especially after reading it again, like, you know, for the podcast, you can really right. feel the melodrama. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Both very fun, though. Yeah, heightened. (laughs) Heightened, definitely. And I feel like both are very good options for, like, if you're not a Jane Austen person or you're not a Twin Peaks person, I feel like both are very good entry points. Yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily start Twin Peaks in the middle of the second season, but... (laughs) Well, you know know what I mean, though. Like, Twin Peaks as a whole, rather than... Yes, yes, definitely. And the second season, some people hate it. Some, I mean, I love it, but I think you know I it's love it so far. got a lot of fun funness to it. So, oh yeah, it's been nice. <laughs> it has. I've been enjoying it, and I think after we'll have like what four episodes left of the second season. About we only have three more. Three more. I'm huh, so excited to like finish it because. <laughs> I'm like, how are they going to wrap this stuff up in three episodes? I know. And the last three kind of really ramp up while I get mm-hmm. to the conclusion. So it almost feels like it is its own little little section. Of yeah, Peaks. definitely. <laughs> it does feel like a sort of like an addendum. Like, oh, we're also doing this stuff. <laughs> but, but we're like, going to do good it way. immediately. So it'll be fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see. Well, before we get to like, you know, stuff our listeners have written in, mm-hmm. should we just, oh, I was thinking, was there any way we wanted to try to mash up Sense of Sensibility and Twin Peaks Season 2? We've done a lot more of that in the episodes with like the sorting because uh-huh. we've really made the Jane Austen characters explore David Lynch and the David Lynch right. characters <laughs> Jane Austen, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't I find myself immediately thinking of Audrey and John Sush Jack from Twin Peaks <laughs> and it being like this sort of like mashup of like Audrey is Marianne and Jack slash John is like some like mysterious wealthy man who no one really knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing or he's just got all this mystery around him and you're and I feel like the viewers are essentially Eleanor being like I don't know about him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty good. I never think of really Audrey as being a Marianne, though. I feel like she's no. more Eleanor, but 
Yeah. She does show her emotions, but she's very, she does hold her cards close to her chest. <laughs> she does, but I, I, I will say she does seem to kind of fall very fast for this man who she really doesn't know anything about. <laughs> true. And she fell for Cooper really fast, too. <laughs> That's true. But at least Cooper, we know, is a good person. Yeah. I've, since we read Sense and Sensibility, have been sorting everyone in my mind as an Eleanor <laughs> It's kind of impossible to not do that. <laughs> I can't even remember what I was watching or listening to earlier, maybe yesterday. And I was thinking, I feel like they're more of an Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> I um I was kind of doing it earlier. I was watching this the new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I feel like that is a very easy way to kind of get your Eleanors and your Marianne's because you know when their emotions are out. But it does it does make me think of like um in the Atlanta franchise, there was the cast was kind of split at one point and they called them the talls and the smalls and it was all the tall people <laughs> together and all the small people together the short people and so now it's the Eleanor's and the myriads to me yes I like it it's definitely I would say the first book we've read read that you can do that with like there hasn't been a yeah. compare and contrast type of characters in any of the Jane Austen so far that we've read I don't think no no I, it does feel like the past two books Northanger Abbey and Persuasion have had very much just one main heroine which this book is definitely is like oh we've got two yeah and I mean I guess Pride and Prejudice you could kind of separate older girls with younger girls but that's just more mm-hmm. like mature versus immature and <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know very if big that's quite difference. the same <laughs> No, I, but it is a very big, once we actually get to that book, it'll probably be a very, like, obvious line of the sand <laughs> to yeah. who goes where. Because <laughs> the movies and the TV show are definitely very telling. Yeah, I I would like to do that book next, kind of. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what my thinking about it has been. But I'm also like, well, I don't know. Part of me thinks maybe we should save it for, like, the last book that we do, just because okay. it's such it's a popular like one. The... But then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I also think maybe Emma should go last because we started with Emma and Emma is like That's kind true. of considered her masterpiece by a lot of people. That's true. And we can see the progression because that was one of the last ones she wrote besides Persuasion, which we've already read. So, <laughs> Right. I Yeah, I like the idea of doing Pride and Prejudice next because I feel like it's well, at least it seems like she's kind of gone through this phase Uh, with her books where right now we're in like the sisterhood phase and there's a lot of emphasis on like sisterly bond and what we're telling our sisters and what we're not telling our sisters and family. And so I think Prairie and Petrus would probably be a really good continuation of that. Yeah. And it feels like those two feel like companion pieces to each other. They have Mm -hmm. like similar titles they think they both were published similar times written at similar times so yeah i think those will be good ones to do back to back (sighs) but we're not gonna read a book for a while (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably not till maybe next year the beginning of next year (laughs) unless we do like a christmas time read along which i mean definitely possible but the reading is like so work intensive kind of for the podcast I don't know it feels like it to me so 
Might, maybe like, not the best holiday. Yeah, it has. I feel like it has to be very scholarly because it's like the source material. It's the original point yeah. of reference. So we got to yeah. really dive in. Yeah, it just takes longer to like prepare for it. Right. Yeah. But I'm excited about the summer and what's coming next. Although we probably oh, should yeah. wait until we're a little further into the podcast. This might be a short episode too, just because. <laughs> because we were originally planning on doing the um, Sense right. and Sensibility wrap up along with this and it needed its own episode. <laughs> yeah. We just had a lot of thoughts and it's always good to kind of tell our thoughts to Kristen and see if she <laughs> agrees or disagrees or <laughs> if she has something else to bring in, which is always so interesting. So we just couldn't help yeah. but talk, talk and talk. Yeah. And we missed her for the rest of the episode. So we really needed to catch up. I had a feeling we'd probably exactly. go for an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> we had to no just choice, feel bad but... for making her take an hour of her life. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, she said she has fun and it was, I always have a lot of fun talking to her about it just because she seems so knowledgeable about it. So I mean, it'll feel like a, a little bit of like a bonus episode oh, for, for our sure. listeners. For sure. Yes. And that was the last one before this one that came out. Yes. We did do a couple. Well, I don't know about if I can think of any other really mashing up things. Although mm. I would have liked to have seen the Sense and Sensibility characters be a part of this pageant. <laughs> That's <laughs> Just, another angle that would be that fun. That would be fun. And... Miss I'm trying to think of, well, where do they live? <laughs> what do you mean? Twin where Peaks? did the, no, no, the <laughs> Marianne and Eleanor. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> where do they live? You're like they the moved... name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is there another name? <laughs> uh, they live, they were originally from Delaford and they, no, that, that might've been Colonel Brown. God. Dilliford, the names okay. are just like all escaping. Right. <laughs> no, that actually works. Barton perfectly. Cottage. Barton. Right, right. <laughs> but Delaford, I think, is even better because then we have the angle of Eleanor being there and she's like, I don't want to be here. Everyone keeps yeah. telling me that I have to be Miss <laughs> Delaford, but I don't want to be. Exactly. And then Marion can swoop in and win the prize. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because she'll have a great speech because of her time on her sick bed. Yes. Have reflected and of course she can give a good speech <laughs> exactly and the wind will be a i don't know dinner date with colonel brandon it'll be a surprise oh here's a good one who of the twin peaks characters like maybe the teenage characters we uh -huh. can limit it to who would be friends with eleanor and who would be friends with marianne well i think audrey and donna would definitely be eleanor friends Oh, I was going to say Donna would be Marianne because Marianne oh. is the closest to Laura. But then I was, okay, here's another thing from something else. Uh -huh. John Bernardi's podcast, I was listening to, I think I was listening to his talk of The Secret Diary. Uh-huh. And something about what he was talking about, I think I wrote it down, but I wrote it down in such an incomprehensible manner that I couldn't really understand what I was trying to say. <laughs> but for some reason, whatever he was saying was making me think of Laura as kind of an Eleanor. Of like, even uh -huh. though I don't really think of her like that, but she does have so many secrets and keeps so much stuff like hidden yeah. inside of her. So kind of like an Eleanor in that way. But so maybe Eleanor would be more friends with Donna. I just feel like Donna really likes that kind of uh, intense emotion person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would I would was going to say that James would definitely be a Marianne. 
very moody. Oh, for sure. very he would he would love her. The top. <laughs> exactly. He'd, he'd be obsessed with a, yet another <laughs> beautiful young woman <laughs> who would almost yeah. die. <laughs> I kind of feel like Marianne and Shelley have some major like they both oh, yeah. had went through that like passionate naive phase and just oh, because yeah. the luck of the draw Marianne managed to get out of it whereas Shelley just married into something she was not wanting right. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah not I like I Shelley Leo and Willoughby are quite the same but still <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> there weren't any necessarily like villain villains in this book quite like that right exactly are we missing anyone Bobby is definitely a Marianne <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like Eleanor I feel like Eleanor just would be like, she'd be working in the library. Maybe she'd work at the police station. <laughs> I can only picture her like in working environments or, you know, like getting stuff mm-hmm. done. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to imagine I, her just hanging out with the teens of Twin Peaks. <laughs> right. I could see her being some sort of like intern at the station, but like an intern on like the Maybe crime she side. At the diner. Or at the diner, she could, because Norma, I. If, <laughs> We're going to rope in the adults. Norma is definitely an Eleanor. So I could see her being like besties with Eleanor. For sure. And Eleanor could just smile and be secretly judging everyone (laughs) in the diner. Exactly. (laughs) Her and Eleanor just, (laughs) her and Norma just talking shit about everyone. Yeah. I do feel like they'd be kindred spirits though. (laughs) Oh gosh. And then Marianne, I feel like would have to work at the roadhouse because... She needs to be able to <laughs> interact with everyone, and maybe she would be a performer as well. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be dangerous for Marianne in that town, given the like just <laughs> child prostitution rings that are going on. <laughs> right, she's a little too trusty. Basically, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but <laughs> well, you know, you got to fit them into modern day uh, situations, and right, she's a little I'm just too saying. Gullible. Twin Peaks, yeah, definitely. Maybe not so much this second season, because we've kind mm-hmm. of not had so much like children getting funneled into prostitution and stuff. Right. <laughs> it is kind of crazy how Twin Peaks season one was about like murder of a minor and sex trafficking of children and all this like kind of crazy stuff. And season two is like, like, you know, ancient spooky myths and <laughs> they might be real. And owls are mean. And an older woman with strength who right. falls in love with a teenager because she thinks she is a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> she and her head. And... Lots of people falling in love and putting on disguises. <laughs> right. It's kind of a juxtaposition that is kind of funny to think about. Yeah. Although when we started, we're, we were still when did we start this section i care it was after the leland reveal for sure yes so yeah so pretty much i think that's where we started close ish to that after yes it is one of my favorite parts of twin peaks though it's not so much as what it was at the beginning but it is kind Mm -hmm. of like more of a like an x-files or an outer I don't know what yeah. Outer Limits is, but for some reason I want to say it's like Outer Limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just got like this, like, we're going to investigate these supernatural weird things going on. And yeah. Yeah, it feels more fun, less than bogged down in like the reality yeah. horrors. 
Yeah. So I guess that's why um, it's controversial. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we did get a few communications. <laughs> we got a twitter message from percy thrills thrillington <laughs> <laughs> i like that name. um I, I didn't even look it up to see but he I'm just gonna go with he but mm-hmm. he says that he's recently started listening to our show and he's gotten caught up to when we finished reading northanger abbey it's exciting oh. and they want to know if it was too late to contribute to the mashup episode and I, of course, said, no, it's never too late. No. So <laughs> I had an idea for a Northanger Abbey clueless style update Ooh. with like Lifetime slash Hallmark films replacing Gothic novels and Bath being replaced by a family friendly tourist town, maybe something like Branson, Missouri, which I feel like is what all the Hallmark, they're all like based yes. in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> and so... I thought that was really cool. I'm not, I mean, the only really Lifetime Hallmark movies I'm familiar with are the ones we watched for the podcast. I'm not, I haven't watched that many of them. No, there's just something. Are there creep? are there like spooky ones? <laughs> yeah. They're, or yeah, would I like Catherine those. be like, I want to go open my own inn and fall in love with the person i who's owns the <laughs> lease on my building <laughs> maybe she could fall in love with like a ghost or <laughs> i bet there's a lifetime movie where someone falls in love with a ghost that'd be funny <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like a little bit of a spooky comedy yeah you know it could be a, a she too <laughs> sorry if i misgendered you <laughs> yeah but i like that one a lot me too that's a good one I'm always up for any Northanger Abbey adaptation, especially a modern one would be mm-hmm. cool. The gal who I love, Mistress of Pemberley, has been uh-huh. putting out a Spanish Northanger Abbey and Ooh. or just, you know, clips from the Spanish one from the 60s or whatever. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, we got to definitely sometime in the near future, we'll have to do one of these older adaptations or... Oh, maybe yeah. a couple of them because you know, or foreign ones because I don't think I've never actually sat down and watched all the clips together and like but I think mm-hmm. much the whole thing is up there so whoever you are Mistress of Pemberley you're doing a service to mankind and I think you're great for <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where you got these adaptations <laughs> the dark web <laughs> Okay, and then we had also a a letter from John. Okay, yeah, he wrote us a letter. John Bernardi. He says, hi, Maya and Christian. (laughs) Now that I started my own podcast, I've had to step back on keeping up with your Austin-related episodes. Totally understandable. (laughs) But he's still absolutely keeping up with our Peaks coverage and really appreciates how we're seeing this portion of the show in a positive light. (laughs) (laughs) He can't wait to hear us discuss the season two finale. And we're so close. (laughs) So close. Three episodes. 
But he wants to know before we get there how you think the last three episodes will go, both oh in overall plot <laughs> and for specific characters like Cooper. And also, he wants you to guess at why the show stayed in the minds of its viewers for so long after it ended. Or maybe I can huh. also help with that one. But <laughs> right. First, what is what's your predictions for the last? I mean, we've oh, technically I think you've already seen the next one because we've already prepared. Right. <laughs> <to record it. laughs> I think really, I just, I think we're gonna kind of get maybe a beginner's kind of guide into like the what's actually going on with Twin Peaks and the supernatural essence of it um, because I feel based and I'm just basing this on like the two seconds that I've seen of season three that Josh was watching <laughs> one time I feel like that is where the supernatural part really gets explored and mm. so a lot of interesting things come to light but I feel like we're going to kind of get the intro to that because I'm assuming that's what they were trying to plan to do back then before it got canceled. Um, So I think we're going to get that. And I think we're going to kind of get this final standoff between Coop and Wyndham. And my theory is, is that Wyndham is going to unfortunately kill Annie and Coop is just not going to have her as a love interest anymore, even though it was very short lived, but. And maybe that opens things up for Audrey in 10 years, <laughs> like we said. <laughs> okay, so a final Wyndham-Cooper showdown where Wyndham variously mm-hmm. kills Annie. Also a with some sprinkling of the supernatural. Yeah, because I feel like we got like the the whole like cave, owl cave stuff. And mm-hmm. it seems like the Log Lady is kind of making these like more like random appearances and right. especially major briggs and i feel like we're gonna get we'll s- see any of the supernatural characters like the giant or bob i think we'll definitely see bob again and i honestly feel like we're gonna see laura again hmm. i just have this feeling but i'm deadpan right now just so everyone i know it's <laughs> <laughs> like, like let me look away from the screen so that i don't just in case um, but those are my predictions and knowing what the about show for I like um, Audrey, I think she's going to come back from Seattle and find that maybe John slash Jack was just not what she wanted slash needed. And I think, I don't know, maybe her attention will be turned back towards kind of maybe not even to Coop, like maybe just to herself. Nadine. Nadine. I, <laughs> I kind of, wish and hope that she kind of comes out of her <laughs> adolescent <laughs> style coma um <laughs> and returns to like her adult age and we get to see her be like what's going on uh, ed what are you doing <laughs> right <laughs> i think that'd be fun what about donna uh, i think i can't remember if this was in the next episode revealed but i think we're gonna get the reveal that maybe her dad is not her real dad and mm. maybe she's a half sister with audrey because <laughs> ben is her dad it does seem to be setting that up <laughs> yeah um and i think it's gonna really kind of push her away from i don't know like push her away from twin peaks in a way because she's just kind of suffered just you can i, I put this in quotes because 
you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a tragedy, but tragedy after tragedy there. Right. It seems like <laughs> maybe she will want to leave. <laughs> well, there are only three episodes, so I'll just say we are left with a lot of dangling threads for a season three that didn't happen. <laughs> As always. <laughs> As always. But a lot of these questions do, or a lot of these things, even if they don't necessarily get answered specifically, mm-hmm. do get answered down the line. So hmm. I'm excited. I can't think of anyone else specifically, like, because, like, I mean, obviously. Lucy is not that hard of a storyline to figure out what No, her and Andy will <laughs> be together. <laughs> I hope but Shelly leaves Bobby, but we'll Any see. wild out there theories that you just want to throw out? Oh, gosh. Let me think. Let me turn on the extreme side of my brain. <laughs> the conspiracy side of my brain. I feel like there's going to be some, if it's not Bob, then it's going to be some sort of Bob-esque sort of being is going to be controlling Wyndham. That is my sort of big out there, no evidence to support it theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's I just like to it. be like something's not it's just it seems off with him. You know what I mean? Oh definitely. And I actually when you said it, it made me think I think that's what I thought was going to happen the first time I mm-hmm. watched it. I'm not going to say whether it does or not, but I'm pretty sure right. when I was a kid watching it, I was like, Bob is Wyndham. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like he kind of gives off this, the same vibes that Leland gave off when he was kind of possessed by Bob, but like this kind of larger than life villain. True, true. And also he wanted to know why we thought or why you thought that this show was still lived on after it was canceled for so long. Well, I think it's kind of like, you know, the way that a lot of stuff that David Lynch has done has kind of lived on is that a lot of it maybe was kind of a little novel for the time. Um, And I think Twin Peaks especially was a really novel for the time. And it kind of used, like the formula used really, I think, kind of established a formula that was going to be used for a very long time because it worked so well. And I just think the characters especially are probably my main reason for coming back because the characters are all so interesting. They're all funny in their own way. I feel like there's also unique and yeah. kind of like are not afraid to be made ridiculous. And I love that. Yeah. And I'll say for my part, there's just so much like interesting uh, metaphysical supernatural type lore uh-huh. that is like kind of, never really explicitly stated per se but is like in the background and it just leads to so much like speculation and right especially when it came out there wasn't the internet so right you had to talk to your friends about it so you had to get them to watch it and i mean david lynch is not one to give answers for anything right, <laughs> right? so it just leads people to keep wanting to explore it and talk about it which is probably why he's like no, I'll never tell you what a racer head means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's really, really good at kind of setting up these worlds where you're not necessarily being given a perfect resolution for stuff or an explanation for it, but you're given just enough where you're like, okay, I'm going to have fun speculating on this. Yeah. It's not going to def- make me crazy. Definitely. And then I also wanted to. Finally, play a voice message that we got. Ooh. I'll just play it over the 
entitled Blake Says Hello. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Blake. I'm a big fan of your show. I discovered it recently. And when I found out about it, I felt like it was a show made just for me. I love both Lynch and Austin. Uh, My wife introduced me to Austin first through Lizzie Bennett Diaries, then the Pride and Prejudice movie from 2005, and it just snowballed from there. And I had a friend who, when I was 16, was spending the night at his house. It was about like 2 a.m. in the morning, and we had just been watching one of his dad's DVDs, like Evil Dead or Plan 9 from Outer Space or something. And he says to me, I want to know what you think of this. And we watched Eraserhead. And I was just deep into David Lynch after that. (laughs) Awesome. I love that message. (laughs) Perfect job at getting it under the one minute mark. (laughs) (laughs) It was like perfect and concise. (laughs) That's so cool, though. I kind of wish that the amount of times that as a 16, 17 year old that I stayed up till 2 a.m., 3 (laughs) a.m., that I I got a chance to watch Eraserhead (laughs) because I feel like that's like the perfect time. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That would definitely intrigue me as a child. But I started with Twin Peaks personally, which probably was better for me personally, because I might have been like, oh, head. I don't know if I want to watch Twin Peaks. It's that creepy guy. <laughs> Watching it as right. an, you know, older now, I'm like, I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's awesome. I love anyone who's here for both. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like they're such, they're two quintessential parts of kind of like literary and kind of a visual media culture. Like they've influenced so many. So it's like, it's just, it's good on yourself to kind of expose yourself to it. Yeah. So far, I've found that they've really worked well together. I don't know why. Yeah, they, <laughs> they match out. really well. <laughs> Good storytelling <laughs> meshes with good storytelling. Yeah, maybe that's it. D- in totally different ways, too, because right. Jane Austen is like, let me set up the perfect you know, plot where there's no extraneous and it's mm-hmm. funny. And David Lynch is like, let's not have plot. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's a plot, but it's like, it's, you know, it's more direct. about like the thinking outside the box and the visuals and the you know, feelings that it evokes. But he also loves the comedy, a totally different style of comedy. I don't know. They just work well together. <laughs> they do. <sighs> anyway, so that was fun. I love getting messages from you all. Me too. And keep them coming because I'd love to hear. We want to mm-hmm. know what songs you think go with white characters because we still are going to wait. If you send me a song, I'll put it on the playlist. <laughs> right now there's two songs on the playlist. Because <laughs> I don't know that much about music. <laughs> popular music (laughs) and i'm just terrible at sticking with making playlists even though i like making them i just sometimes they fall well you just have to text me if you ever are inspired and they're all on apple because that's That's the only thing i have so that's true (laughs) but i could transfer it to spotify if need be right now it's only two songs so i don't think it's (laughs) it'd be really easy I mean, I have plenty of playlists that are like Austin Lynch and they're just soundtracks to the different mm-hmm. stuff. I actually just got the Lost Highway record because I, I think it's Mondo. Mondo Records came out with mm-hmm. a, I'm not sure though, but whoever <laughs> came out with a Lost Highway record, which 
It's like the only way you can get any soundtracks for David Lynch movies because I don't know why. They're, none of them are on Unavailable. Like the streaming. <laughs> and maybe I could buy a CD. I mean, that's how I got like the Twin Peaks Season 2 soundtrack, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorites. <laughs> it's got some really interesting music cues on it. Maybe we should do that this summer at some point. Do like the Twin Peaks Soundtracks. soundtrack albums. Yeah, that'd be cool. And do like an Angelo Badalamenti episode. <laughs> yeah, I love that actually. That's really cool. Because it's such a quintessential part of the show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like its own character, pretty much. Exactly. And everyone's, there's certain characters who have their own songs and it'll be interesting. Yeah. we do a quiz yes i picked out one and i decided to stay away from specific you know sense of sensibility or twin peaks because i feel like we've done every quiz every time we do one i'm like i feel like i've done this before so right (laughs) (laughs) so i found one on buzzfeed called what new book should you read this summer always looking to read i was looking it over i didn't you know answer any of the questions but it has some really interesting choices for answers (laughs) So I just have to keep in mind, this is about a book that we're reading. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. Question one, where would you most enjoy spending summer? Pennsylvania, New York City, Brooklyn, Shanghai, LA, Boston, the Midwest, a trailer park, or a school for dragons? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I have, awesome. I've already thought about this one because I've looked at it, of course, but uh-huh. I'm not spending summer in a city because I can't think of summer as being anything but oppressively hot because I live in Florida. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, the Midwest might be cool, but I definitely require water for my summer to be yeah, good. And I don't, beachy. I just don't know. Does Midwest have, they probably have some lakes. Yeah, Pennsylvania, lake I think might be really pretty. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if a school for dragons is an option, I got to take it. <laughs> and I want to know what this <laughs> dragon book is. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick New York City because it's my favorite place ever. And I have been <laughs> in the summer and it is oppressively hot, but it's still somehow fun. <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah. And well, I was like, hmm, I wonder what books. Almost a trailer park would be fun if it was like, you know, in the woods or something. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine, like, if it's near, like, a lake that has, like, a water park in it or something. It could <laughs> yeah. be, like, a fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in what the books are, although I think we'll only get to see which one. Okay, so you picked New York. Okay, what's next? Yes. What is your ideal summer activity? Starting a new life path, <laughs> training for a competition, growing up, learning about relationships, obsessing over a new crush, Finding your identity, taking care of your parents, making a new home, or conquering a planet. These are very heavy for summer activities. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Starting a new life path? I mean, come on. Seriously, I I kind of want to go with conquering a planet because it sounds like what is a sci-fi book and I really am getting yeah. into sci-fi. Well, we definitely better find out what this dragon book is. If not, I'm going to retake this quiz with all of the dragon questions. <laughs> but 
I don't think conquering a planet sounds like a very fun summer activity, personally. <laughs> I don't actually think any of these sound like fun summer activities. <laughs> but maybe training for a competition if it's like a swimming competition or something. Yeah, it could be <laughs> surfboard competition. So, uh, surfing comp. A surfboard competition. <laughs> <laughs> could be fun. <laughs> okay. Question three, what's your go-to summer accessory? A poetry book, a sex doll, wrestling headgear, a karaoke machine, a test tube, a significant other, multivitamins, family photos, or a dragon mate? None of, a lot of these do not sound like fun. (laughs) (laughs) I keep thinking like, what book would I like to read? A book with a person with a test tube? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very sciencey i'll go with dragon mate assuming well i mean it could be a dragon lover i suppose but maybe it's a dragon who i would want to ride <laughs> <laughs> right i think maybe it's more like companion yeah i would assume um oh gosh i'll go with test tube that sounds okay like it'd be i was gonna say test tube would be my second choice <laughs> this sounds the most interesting this um all right sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is how many pages are in the book <laughs> probably <laughs> question four pick a number 224 320 228 308 208 240 324 304 or 400 they're all so close to each other which means we think they must be page like how many pages right let's go with i'm just gonna 208. That's what my finger landed on. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with 224 personally okay. for no rational reason. Yeah. I mean, All honestly, right. I could go 400. I don't care how many pages the book has. Yeah. That's also not a lot of pages in my book, in my head. Yeah. They're all short. Sure. <laughs> I could read all of them. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really readable. All right. Question five, possibly the best question so far. I Pick know. an ice cream. <laughs> um, one looks like a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Well, it has mint leaves, so I was thinking maybe it could be lime sherbet. Could <laughs> Which be. Which is my favorite could kind be. of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, two cones with sprinkles. two scoops on top and sprinkles. Strawberry and, third... and vanilla, it looks like. Yeah. And then the third one is looks like sh- uh, vanilla and chocolate on top of a chocolate dipped cone. Mm. The next one looks like a strawberry ice cream or a strawberry sherbet. Maybe more strawberry <laughs> ice cream. And then... Uh, the next one is two cones that look like they were dipped in like nuts or sprinkles of some sort. They look very like um, Dairy Queen or McDonald's, like soft yes. serve type of a ice cream. Yeah, they've definitely got like a look to them that seems very familiar. The next one is a large waffle cone in a jar with <laughs> like two scoops of like a maybe a mint and then two scoops of maybe like a raspberry sorbet or something on it. I think it's pistachio. And maybe like a black cherry. I definitely want that one. That one looks the best to me. <laughs> that looks really good. Um, and then there are some dipped ice cream bars, kind of like your Magnum bars. Then a waffle bowl with Neapolitan and like <laughs> various berries on top. And then the last one looks like a sundae classic with the maraschino cherries and a waffle bowl with cream, you know. I'm going to go with the pistachio because I love pistachio and I like the color That's of the other one. one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the <laughs> strawberry ice cream because I'm kind of on a strawberry ice cream kick right now. Nice. 
Ooh. What book did you get? I got Gork, the Teenage Dragon. (laughs) You got your dragon book. By Gabe Hudson. Hudson? Gabe Hudson. (laughs) I got (laughs) Chemistry by Waiki Wang. Ooh, okay. I'll read the description. Dragons and mad scientists in high school. Oh, my. Gork, (laughs) the teenage dragon, is like nothing you've read before. A quirky, wild, fun ride of a debut novel about a 16-year-old dragon with a big heart. Coming of age and love story, Gork, the teenage dragon, follows the most human dragon he'll ever meet on on his journey to find a mate and return to planet Earth. (laughs) Okay. I I like it. Although it might be a little teenage for me because i do like a good young adult but Mm. right now i'm kind of in like i want older fantasy but (laughs) (laughs) more serious maybe i just want like you know one step older than (laughs) 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 mid adult (laughs) (laughs) all right well for mine uh the description says ever felt a little lost in life you'll relate to chemistry in which a young female doctoral doctoral student's life doesn't go quite as planned as she struggles with her research, her relationship with her boyfriend, and her Chinese parents' high expectations, her life begins to unravel. As the pressure from both her university and those around her push her deeper into depression, she is forced to reevaluate who she is and what she really wants and refine her place in the world. Well, that sounds a bit sad. It sounds like a true coming of age when you're going to college and you're like, oh, I have to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Somebody put in their answer in the comments, and one of them is called The Answers by Catherine Lacey. But I can't read the whole description. Well, I appreciate the recommendation, BuzzFeed. I think I'm going to have to find my own book this summer. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, there but is hey. a Dragon Jane Austen series. Which Ooh. I have the first book in my like queue of audiobooks uh-huh. that I need to get through. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, I will say is if we don't read it, uh, definitely if any of our listeners read any of these books or take this quiz and read a book, let us know how oh, it for is. For sure. How much you liked it. Yeah. And honestly, I am really wanting to read a lot more this summer. Like, I'm going to get my library card and go Ooh, good read idea. some books. Rent books? Check out. Uh, is it so long since I went to the Same difference. <laughs> My old house had very limited library resources. My new one, I can go to the library. A lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so any recommendations would be great. Right now, I am listening to Mistborn, which is the first Ooh. in a Brandon Sanderson. And it's very long. And I keep vacillating between I'm not really caring that much like you know sometimes Uh when it's just too there's not enough emotion i'll like kind of check out and feel like i feel like i'm missing this whole book (laughs) but then i was (laughs) listening to it today and i was getting more into it so i think it's just like you know has ebbs and um flows ebbs and flows (laughs) (laughs) i just want some like pulpy paperback type fare maybe Mm. some fantasy I just read one 
A Court of Thorn and Roses, which somebody had described to me as the fairy fuck book. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like a good one. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I got through that one very quickly. <laughs> well, now you know what my likes. So <laughs> write in with your recommendations. I do love a bit of vaginal fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> There used to be a book club on the internet called Vaginal Fantasy, and I found it, and I was like, oh, my God, I've read every book that they are doing. <laughs> this is when you find out that it was a book club you set up years ago, and you <laughs> forgot that you had set it out. In another life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. That's such a good um, title for that kind of book club, though. Yeah, because they're not, like, really romance novels necessarily. Some of them right. are more than others, but, like, and some of them are pretty smutty. But <laughs> they're all, like, um, genre kind of, like, right. fantasy setting, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though. I know there was a that specific, like, I know there wasn't a, a whole, like, um, I guess you could say, like, culture around that. I mean, neither did I until I found it. And I was like, right. Ah! <laughs> My You're like, this is my <laughs> That's so cool. I just reveal a little too much about myself every episode. Okay. No, no it's just enough. <laughs> well, I think that's all for today. Although, I was listening to some podcast and I was like, Oh, I should tell this crazy story, but I feel like maybe I've told it. Did I ever tell you the story about the giant rabbit? Because I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about people seeing like the Easter bunny or weird anthropomorphic or like big rabbits. And one time I was driving through the desert in the middle of the night and this, not a human size, but like huge for a rabbit in my opinion, um, that looked hairless and had those huge (laughs) desert ears. (laughs) Oh, God, was like lumbering across the road and like such a slow kind of a like Ugh. I don't even know how to describe it like a lilting mm-hmm. <laughs> stop and watch it it'll be like bloop bloop that's so crazy <laughs> makes me almost wonder like did it escape a nuclear testing facility or something I don't know it was <laughs> literally <Area> 51. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in like Arizona like so in the middle of nowhere that there were no cars for hours on the road. Wow. And um so yeah, crazy. I, I always thought if I was ever abducted by aliens cuz you know how they always talk about screen memories. Uh-huh. And it's like a weird animal memory. That's the weirdest animal. <laughs> Just I was like <laughs> if I was ever abducted it was that. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't hide it very well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I remember the rest of that trip so maybe not. Well, I wouldn't know if I was missing either way, <laughs> either way it would be a great story <laughs> it was pretty crazy it was a crazy anyway <laughs> I know we haven't told any weird animal stories in a while and I don't know why I felt I to tell that one <laughs> well that, I mean that's a really interesting animal story I just I'm just um I don't want to say I'm not a wild animal fan but I just <laughs> you're not <laughs> <laughs> To a certain extent, I I just, I don't, I just know that they're animals. You like to keep your distance. (laughs) Yeah. I like to keep all my fingers and all of my, (laughs) you know, organs inside my body. 
I did not seek out any of these animals. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> craziest thing, a hawk the other day on my way to take Cooper to doggy daycare. Uh-huh. Swoop. It was in the morning. There were plenty of cars around. It was so out of nowhere. I just hear this boom on the back of my car. And I look at my mm. rearview mirror and there's a hawk that's flying away. I think it was trying to get a squirrel out of the middle of the street or something. And oh, gosh. I was like, why me, pe- <laughs> people? Why me, birds? <laughs> You're just one of those people who has like this something about them that attracts all animals to them. I know. The world is like, give her the weird animal stories because she will definitely tell everyone about them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're grateful for it because I do love a weird animal story. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about what's coming next. Yes. There's a very good chance that one of the next episodes is going to be Fire Island. Yes. Which I think I keep that. calling Bo and Yang, but it's actually Joel Kim Booster, although Bo and Yang is in it, but... Yes, I think, I think uh, wrote it. <laughs> yes, and from what I've understood about from hearing various podcasts that the pe- the cast is on, <laughs> they all have like their <laughs> own podcast. Joel Kim Booster is the Lizzie Bennet and Bowen is the oh. Jane, as far as I know. Oh, okay. I am so excited to watch it. As soon as <laughs> we, we watch it, we're going to record an episode about it and it will definitely come out in the next section. Yes. Other than that, we will be doing... Finishing Twin Peaks. There's only three more episodes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do Sanditon. There's six episodes of that, but we're going to put it into three. So, yes. We six or seven, maybe eight. If we feel like taking a week off, we have an episode, uh, like a filler episode that we can put in. Yes. And then we'll do another check in. <laughs> yes. And then we'll, that'll be probably end of summer check in. So, we'll kind of see where we're kind of heading towards. I guess maybe. I feel like we'll still be in the middle of summer, but because I think of summer as lasting forever because I live in Florida, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of summer. September is still kind of summer. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to enjoy ourselves this summer and (laughs) we'll be visiting the beachside town of Sanditon and wrapping up the thrilling conclusion of Twin Peaks. And we'd love to hear from you about anything. If you've got questions for us, if you want to talk about something we've talked about, if you want to talk about something you want us to talk about, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Yes. Anything you want. Um, you can email us at managedmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at managedmadness or on Instagram at managedmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one minute voicemail on our website at managedmadness.com. And we hope to hear from you. Also, we'd love a rating and review if you feel like that. It's really easy. All yes, you please. Is go to Apple Podcasts and press five stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. If you don't like to leave a review, you don't have to. But five stars would be very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. And feel free to DM us on any of our platforms or leave a voice message like Blink because we love to listen to those. <laughs> yeah, it's always so fun to hear what people are thinking and what they're saying when... um they listen to our shows. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this week. And can't wait to talk to you next week with whatever we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Keep an eye out for our episode. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Bye.